Come visit beautiful tropical palace. Come for the tropics. Stay for the palace. <laughs> Music. <laughs> <laughs> the new world pictures podcast where we are going to watch every movie released by new world pictures i am ryan with me as always is mark aloha and erica (laughs) and mahalo (laughs) (laughs) and joining us for our first episode of disastuary guys it's 2023 and that means we are going to celebrate the disaster films released by new world pictures Joining us for this episode, she is a writer and performer and author of True Porn Clerk Stories, (laughs) Allie Davis. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the show, Allie. Thank you. Uh, Yes. Aloha. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And mahalo. (laughs) (laughs) Humo humo nuku nuku wa apua. Sorry. Wow! Wow! Uh oh! Was, was, oh wait, my shit. knowledge um, ended at Aloha and <laughs> So wow, that, that is something. Do you do uh, we know that, that means? That is a fish, a Hawaiian fish, and I think here's here's how many times I watched the movie. It was twice, but like I I believe one of the boats was named that. Like all wow. of the boats seem to be wow. named after fish, and one of them very briefly seemed to have that long name. Oh, whoa. Shit. Watch out, Ryan's research. <laughs> yeah. This is already bringing it. Um, but I mentioned your I mentioned your book because I think your book would be of special interest to our listeners because you wrote this book after working in a video store in Chicago, yes. uh, which had a porn section. Which I remember porn. the store. It had a large section downstairs, correct? It is. Yeah, it was it was the perfect marriage of art and commerce, honestly, because it was it had I started working there because it it did have these weird films that you couldn't find anywhere else. And what supported that the reason you could have the cool anime section and the you know, the reason you could find suture on VHS there was that the entire basement floor was uh, porn. (laughs) <laughs> lots and lots of porn. yeah because the place that i mean i worked at a couple video stores in my day and uh, one of them i worked at in, <laughs> in 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 the in san francisco uh there we had a porn section and it, guys mostly guys would come in with and grab two white boxes because at that <laughs> point like they were just these plain white uh mm-hmm. boxes that would yes and <laughs> and then well they had the movie in front right in the section but then they could pick the movie behind it where you could look at the right. box read it see if the story really uh, appealed to you or not <laughs> and they would always write two and then what i would always think was like a stealth pick where it to me was like <laughs> where they would put one on top like as if you know like mm-hmm. uh oh oh i'm gonna watch 
Mad City with Dustin Hoffman and John Travolta. But then, you know, after that, I don't know, maybe one of these porns as well. I will take Barry Lyndon and Cum Dumpsters, please. Yes. <laughs> I always love that, like the top one, as if as if it, it like obscured the the two white boxes below it, and, and I, as the clerk, would be unaware of your. I mean, it was like never noticed. You're, oh, you're yeah. not gonna watch. Did you ever ask movie? which one, like like what the order was for their viewing experience? Like, hey, are you gonna? I recommend. Here's the thing. I remember, recommend starting with Bullworth. And then, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna say David Copperfield, Bullworth, White okay. Trash Horse. Like, okay. go. sure, sure, David sure. Copperfield. Because you just need you need you need that palate cleanser in the middle. Yeah, David Copperfield was an actual title that we had, and it was mm-hmm. the best. It was the best title I ever heard. It was yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, so, so incredible. And I was like, this pick that you're putting on top is really just for me, I guess. (laughs) Just to be like, because like, it's never, it's never going to be anything you watch. You're not watching this. Also, when they would return it, you would always like have to open it up and then like see if it was rewound or not. And it's always like in the middle. (laughs) So you're like, okay, well. I know your moment of orgasm now. Yeah. Yes. No, let's, hold on. Hold on. Not the moment of orgasm. It's the moment of orgasm, then the moment of shame and cleanup. And then, then washing you your hands, off. then getting to the VCR, then hitting stop, then hitting eject. That's the moment you got. Right. But then they, that's when they put in that's when they put in Bullworth. They're like, yeah, I was just gonna say, did they finish Bullworth? Was Bullworth finished? Was Bullworth finished? Honestly, I do I don't remember exactly, but I think most times the 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 whatever the other movie that they were just getting to make it the seem plant. like this was legit, for, yes. you know, re- re- legit rental. Yeah, that the one beard. was just yeah, the beard, <laughs> the beard of the two pornos. Um, that one was normally like. At zero, so God knows if they ever always watched rewound it, perfectly rewound. somehow. I mean, yeah, yes. yeah, mm-hmm. rewound perfectly <laughs> by the previous person who rented it. <laughs> yes. Also, like if they had a late fee, then you get to be like, oh, oh. yeah. Apparently, you were a couple days late on Come Sluts Fifteen. <laughs> Come Sluts Fifteen. <laughs> I don't know. Huh. Is that? Uh, I don't remember some of the titles like Allie does, but um, yeah, no. But there's there's a lot of sequels and a lot of titles like that. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Although I don't yes. know. I mean, I've been out of the game for a while. It could could have gotten much more refined. But. I thought I thought the Comslut series really jumped the shark at number twelve. Yeah, but, it, you did. Know. it did. It did. It did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but sometimes you got to complete. You got to complete the franchise. Mark. I mean, shit. Sure. Gotta finish we watched it out. a lot of Hellraisers. Come sluts. Yeah, that's right. This October. We watched all the Hellraisers, Mark. So we can't judge. <laughs> <laughs> but we are not here to talk about porn films. <laughs> we are here to talk about our first movie, A Disastuary, 1979's Up From the Depths. Imagine yourself on a dream vacation, sipping Ooh. Mai Tais, surfing at Waikiki, mm. basking in the warm Sounds Hawaiian good. sun, swimming mm-hmm. in the tropical mm-hmm. ocean. Okay. Your vacation is about to end. What? Why? a horror beyond imagining hungry for human flesh okay. and it's coming up 
from the depths. <laughs> what an odd pause. <laughs> Let's get him. Run. Get out of its way if you can. Shouldn't we say swim? A monster that rips and tears, hungry for flesh. They do run. They do run. A living tidal wave of terror is rising. Terror. eating its way. It didn't have from flaws. the depths. Your vacation is about to end. Ooh, <laughs> That's wow. it. Ooh, 1979's Up From The Depths, brought to you by Sullivan's Deluxe Fishing Tours. Come for the fishing <laughs> and be lured into oh. searching for lightly buried oh. treasure. Oh. Who knows? We may even cast a line or two. We won't. Sullivan's! <laughs> <laughs> I do like that the, the trailer features uh, both the moment when the soundtrack ripped off Jaws and the moment when the soundtrack ripped off uh, Psycho, which was y- yes. an interesting. Yeah. 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 yeah, to steal from it all. Right. Uh, also, I've never heard Waikiki uh, pronounce that. Waikiki pronounce that Anyway, it's Waikiki. Waikiki. Yeah, I've never heard that. So that's that's, uh, that's how the natives say it, Mark. You know, that is that's <laughs> yeah. good. Uh, this is directed by Charles B. Griffith, a longtime collaborator with Roger Corman, having written A Bucket of Blood and Little Shop of Horrors for Corman mm-hmm. pre-New World, and then co-wrote and did second unit on Death Race 2000 and wrote mm-hmm. and directed 1976's Eat My Dust, uh, which starred did. Ron Howard and was a big hit for New World. And unfortunately, the end of his association with Corman hit a rough patch, starting with this film. And then continuing with Smokey Bites the Dust, which we were we discussed last year. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a, uh, which is a movie alley, if you've never seen it, uh, and I bet you haven't. Tragically, no. <laughs> they took car crash footage from a bunch of the other New World movies that they already had, including Eat My Dust, and <laughs> just created scenarios to try to link those things together again and oh. put out a new movie. I, I called it like a, a real recycling effort. Like it was <laughs> a low <laughs> carbon footprint of a film because it was made up of other parts of other films. Ali hasn't seen that, but she has seen Smokey Bites the Bust. <laughs> <laughs> which is just about a guy who's really into boobies. <laughs> Finally, they covered that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's about time that story Finally. was told. Finally. <laughs> Boobies have their day in pornography. Yeah. Hey, hold on a second, guys. I know we're coming up with a whole, we got a whole whiteboard full of ideas, but what about a guy who really digs boobies? Right. No, I mean, really digs them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Call right, in we'll lunch. We're done. Let's just <laughs> celebrate. We've got, we've got the best one. Um, this was written by Alfred M. Sweeney, a.k.a. Anne Dyer. Um, she oh. is not accredited. She also wrote the story outline for Battle Beyond the Stars. Uh, as Griffith put it in a couple of interviews I read, Anne Dyer was, quote, one of the typists or secretaries in the office who didn't have any thoughts of becoming a writer, which was common practice by Corman <laughs> to, uh, in order to avoid paying WGA rates for mm-hmm. story treatments. He would just have... Anyone in the office just write up the story. Like, I want to do this kind of movie, write up a story, and then I'll hire a writer. And the writer will actually write it, but now we we don't have to pay WGA rates. Mm -hmm. Um, Griffith continued, Roger wouldn't pay Writers Guild prices. He thinks the Writers Guild is a conspiracy against him personally. 
So the idea was that I would use my director's prerogative to polish up an impossible script. This then stars Sam Bottoms, who had appeared in the Outlaw Josie Wales, but is most well known for playing the part of Lance the Surfer in Apocalypse Now, which was released the same year and also shot in the Philippines. I wonder which one people chose. Big year for Lance. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like if they had a choice where they're like, "Mm, Apocalypse Now or Up from the Depths. (laughs) Sam, I saw your new movie. Which one? Oh, Apocalypse Now. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, but I have another one out too. You do? Oddly, he only surfs in Apocalypse Now. I know, right? Yeah. But he he shot Apocalypse Now first, and uh, he actually said in an interview that he wanted to go back to the Philippines to shoot up from the depths as uh, quote, part of my apocalypse healing period. So oh, wow. whatever that, whatever that means. Oh, was that movie like intense or something? It was a, uh, yeah, it, it, <laughs> yes. There's a documentary about it. Erica's not seen a it. A documentary so. about a movie? Oh, <laughs> 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 so no, wait, thank he did, you. He did up from the depths. Oh, have you guys all seen it? Apocalypse After now? Apocalypse oh, yes. Now. No. No, 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 no. Yeah, he did Up from the Depths afterwards. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, up from the Depths wow. was like a vacation at that point. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, he wanted I'm to go I'm saying I guess because I've back. never seen it. <laughs> Erica's not seen Apocalypse <laughs> Now. But we have several versions of it, so you can pick which one Ugh. you'd like to, to watch. I guess I'll just start with the documentary, you know? Just be <laughs> weird would, about it. I would do documentary Guy Who Likes Boobs, Apocalypse <laughs> Now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. then finish it off with Bullworth. For God's sakes, watch yeah. Bullworth. I always do. Please, will someone please watch Bullworth? For God's sakes. <laughs> um, <laughs> this also stars Suzanne Reed in her big screen debut as Rachel, mm. uh, who works for the resort as what? <laughs> uh, she she was some kind of public relations representative at least at one point, but she's also. Required to have dinner and take photographs with people? <laughs> yes, yes, entertainer. And also do security out in the water. Right. She was like, what? Oh, is that's her right. Job? She's riding on the boat. And, yeah. In the beginning, she's riding around. She knows everyone. Yeah. She so, does. I mean, she's, she's a name. key. Yeah. A key part of this whole organization. But yeah, I just was like, what has she done? Anyway, I was kind of um, jealous of her job. I mean, I'll save it, but it just seemed <laughs> no, like a dream job it. of sorts. Why is that? She just got to like chill out at the resort and make sure people had a good time. And okay, you know, yeah, I mean, I have awesome. to think that she's like maybe she's a part owner, so she's just kind of walking around and oh. making sure her investment is gonna pan out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I hope so. She can't leave it all up to Mr. Forbes. That's God, not no. gonna work. You she really can't. So she no. knows, really like, can. honestly, I mean, there is there's one line which a reporter talks about the hotel maybe not making it back to its former glory. Mm, so mm-hmm. I'm wondering, oh, oh recall, I've been studying Allie. the text. Oh my yes. <laughs> so Sacred I'm text. wondering. It... <laughs> <laughs> I'm up from the depths. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they're a little bit short staffed while they're trying to get back to the previous glory days that mm-hmm. seem to have been in the fifties. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I mean, Mr. Forbes obviously had to sell the top of his palm fronds hat because right. he's just wearing <laughs> the, the brim, the, but he's left his right. bald head fully exposed to the sun and mm-hmm. doesn't seem just to have brutally. a care in the world. Yeah. Um, they had to sell off the palm trees. So yeah, that's, that, he that is the first sign of cutbacks. Only so. had a few 
drawn Stephen <laughs> Mecca has. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't seen Up From The Depths, here's where you can. You can watch it on YouTube. And I have to say, it is uh, the the version on YouTube. <laughs> the, version, oh, the version on YouTube has a lot of cats in it. Cats in it. <laughs> the little meow was so like... It was like, hey, you're ignoring me. Um, (laughs) Tubi one, the Tubi version, no cats. But YouTube, lots of cats. Right. Uh, The YouTube version actually looks really much nicer than my out-of-print DVD that I I watched. Uh, That's how I watched it. And it does not look as good as the one on YouTube. I was watching that today going, oh, this looks uh, tremendous. Is the sound better than the YouTube version? It is, which is... No, no, no. no. The sound is not better. The YouTube version oh. sound is better, if you can believe it. it the sound well, is still... But it's wow. still... The sound is a problem. There's no doubt yeah. about that. Um, but before we dive into that, let's talk about what this movie is about. Mark, let's start with you. It's a psychological study of the lengths people will take for an open bar. <laughs> true. I mean, yeah. I, people will do just about anything mm-hmm. for a thousand bucks and an open bar. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, <laughs> not the only option. Yeah. You also could spend a week in the presidential suite. Yeah, but I think that was thrown in as just like uh, a little expense paid. At the end they of the believe, deal. right? But so. that's like the third thing. At that point, like everyone was already in. Everyone was at the at the open bar and thousand bucks. Everyone was in. Uh, Allie, what is this movie about? It is um, on the second viewing. It came to me, which is that it is, it is the most vicious indictment of the human condition I maybe have ever seen in the cinema. It's, <laughs> its thesis is that given a range of choices, everyone always will do the worst thing. There's <laughs> like yes. everyone does mm-hmm. either the dumbest or the cruelest thing every time. Like there's uh, yeah. th- there's like a second where the harbor master thinks about maybe you know maybe not being a dick and he, he dies sorry spoiler he dies no, seconds we're gonna later. We're going to get into spoilers. But, Don't worry. Yeah, no problem. But about that's that. it. If they if they're not being mean, they're being stupid. It's um, mm-hmm. I th- yeah. it's it's a very cynical look at humanity. There's no there's no character that's kind of okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. God, Charles yeah. B. Griffith getting deep. Mm. Uh, Erica, yeah. what is this movie about? Oh, God. I mean, I'm still kind of processing, processing, because to me, I just thought like, wow, my vacations have been boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, <laughs> For me, the big takeaway right. was like, yeah. I've never, ever tried to rally against a creature on vacation. True. I've never mm-hmm. really had a thirst for blood or revenge on a vacation. Yep. You've never taken some of the decorative items off the wall and decided to use them on a As hunt? weapons? Yeah. <laughs> I just... And, and assume the decorative items were usable weapons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's actually what I learned, is that those decorative items are usable weapons. Yeah. Next time I'm in a restaurant... They're hiding in plain or sight. Any, and hiding in plain sight, yes. and I need a spear, I can grab one from the planter and know <laughs> that it will work. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. there's lessons to be learned throughout yeah. this movie. I agree. That's right. Um, and for me, I, I thought this movie was about how hard it is to run a Hawaiian resort. I mean, <laughs> is it, it is, hard? I feel yeah. like if you just deny everything that's happening, then it seems easy. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a very high stress job. It does seem very high. So you saw it as a sympathy for Mr. Forbes situation. <laughs> wow. 
Sympathetic to Forbes. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. I'm just saying it would seem simple and it seems like a dream job. We're talking about dream jobs. Rachel had the dream job. That's yeah, <laughs> true. true. All she had to do was entertain guests until their untimely deaths. And then, <laughs> you know. I felt like they watch were. Watch out for ants. They were pretty Those well. That's right. That's big, right. She had to get rid know? of them. She never solved that ant problem. No. Never. Never. I do feel like it was a little bit implied that she was maybe supposed to at least seem like she was maybe going to have sex with some of the guests like mm-hmm, i'm not sure. yeah like there was a lot of date like activity that i would have been yeah. frankly uncomfortable oh with. i'm so glad that you're staying here i'll go off and have a picnic with right, you in, in this some... alcove <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in this very private part of the island where you can take pictures of me right it's like hmm, what what extension of your job is this? <laughs> right. <laughs> this is your public relations. Well, um, Ryan, I think before, but really quick to go back to what, what you think this movie is about. I would say okay. you're not wrong, but I would, I would add that part of the challenge here is the resort is poorly designed, especially mm. for two people to rant, to mm. manage. True. True. You have a resort True. with seven restaurants. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, and nineteen bars. Yes, mm-hmm. I mean that's there, too there many are bars. Vegas casinos that are going to say that's way too many yep. bars. How are you going to staff that? Right. Also, they they have, they have only they have only two chefs. Right. Two chefs. Two chefs. And five one miles bartender. Of beach. Yeah. Yeah. Five miles of beach. This <laughs> and is one a... one chessboard. One <laughs> chessboard. One. A very nice chessboard. Which but... honestly is is occupado. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> yeah. if you right. Are. No, you can't play with with, with, with only solitaire level chess. Somebody has uh, reserved that chessboard for the week. So yeah. good I luck. Mean, Sorry, that resort is set up for failure from the very beginning. So there's a lot of hospitality management to be learned. Mm-hmm. In this movie. Yeah, yes, there is. There is. Okay. This is uh, this is what they watch. When, yeah. Before they get hired, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is their this is their training this is film. The, the the employee training manual. <laughs> right. Watch this movie and <laughs> you'll be ready for right. the job. So here's a letterbox synopsis. We're okay. on letterbox. Give us a follow there, Allie. Are you on letterbox? I'm not. Just yet another site with ads to pop up all over the place if you don't bother to buy a subscription, which I have it. So okay, I, I'm on board. It, it uh. looks it looks like you you when uh. you when you go on to letterbox. It looks like you press a bad link and you're like, uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, a virus. What is he trying to It's all popping. And they're like, oh, no, no, Here no. Here comes Come Slut 16. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, they made a part 16? It's a reboot. Oh, it's man. a reboot. It's not. Legacy reboot. sequel. Yeah. Legacy sequel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't worry. There's a lot of Easter eggs for UCS fans. <laughs> We call back to to a lot of it, particularly number seven. And you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, that's my favorite. Uh, Okay, uh, here's the synopsis according to Letterboxd, which is very brief. A menacing shark-like predator. (laughs) I'm going to stop you there. (laughs) (laughs) Shark-like. Okay. I mean, mean, that's... that's, that's... The the, the like is doing a lot of work. (laughs) Yeah, heavy lift. 
attacks a Hawaiian tourist area. 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 Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 That's the only accurate part of the description so far. <laughs> it is five miles of it. It's a giant resort. Yeah. At this point, it's just an area. It's almost yeah. its own zip code. Uh, and this low-budget creature feature... An uncredited Roger Corman served as executive producer. They decided to include That's in this synopsis? That's the synopsis. Wow. Yeah. Like, they are really like, Roger Corman had something to do with it. Will you watch it now? <laughs> I do. Fa- I feel like that is like, Roger <sighs> Corman had his hands in this. Anything could happen. Maybe that was what they're trying to. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, and they are not wrong. They're not That's wrong. That's either... That's either the lure that brings you in or the red flag that makes right. you not watch. Right. This might right. be 97 music of minutes of reuse footage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they could have also dropped in and a woman gets her titty caught in a fishing net. Well, but... that's the Roger Corman was executive producer. Right. Yeah. So exactly. I, right. You can assume uh, there's going to be a booby or two. There's going to be okay. some Usually people... there's always two. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, Usually there's, there's at least two. At least. <laughs> uh-huh. Now, the reason we added this to uh, Disastuary is that uh, the creature is supposedly released by an earthquake mm-hmm. that happens in the water. Mm-hmm. Now, if you stop looking at the screen for about 15 seconds, <laughs> perhaps to take a sip of a so drink, easy to miss. you will miss this yeah. earthquake. <laughs> Maybe your open glass of boat wine. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Is this, this opening that we have in this film leads me to a lot of questions. And the most important being, is he drinking white wine or is it rum? It's, either way, it's a water safety issue. <laughs> After sending <laughs> yes. the student and assistant that he's apparently sleeping with to scuba dive mm-hmm. on her own, mm-hmm. maybe yeah. her first time scuba diving? Yeah, he runs her through all the tests. Do you yeah. have all the thing? Cool, great. Okay, and see ya. See ya, nobody. <laughs> I'm going to have a drink. I'm going to have a beverage. See yes. you when you come back up. <laughs> he also, yeah. for being a doctor, I have to think <laughs> he's seen a lot of... He's seen a lot of death and dismemberment in his life because if you also blink for another 15 seconds, Sandy is gone and he Mm -hmm. has moved on. He is back to shore. He's got other things to do. Yeah. He spends, first of all, he doesn't jump in to try and save her. No, he Mm -hmm. looks at her blood tinged water, but that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And he goes, hmm, that's not so good. <laughs> that's the end of that. He just comes on into shore. And then we cut we cut to credits. Now, I mean, <laughs> this movie is clearly a ripoff of Jaws, and we know that, right? Yes. But it's yes. not a perfect facsimile. In fact, I would say this actually feels more inspired. And some of my research I saw like an article about it in um Monsters of Fim- Filmland magazine, which oh. uh they mention even uh, New World's Piranha, which had just come out the year before. I was wondering if that and was I feel more like, of a, yeah. It just feels like this is more of an extension of that. Though, of course, Piranha is also, in and of itself, a Jaws ripoff. Uh, and a knowing one. Um, yes. Having even a Jaws video game in the film. But also, like, it seems like a mixture of the 1950s like creature features that Corman made. And Griffith wrote, for instance, such as, like, Attack of the Crab Monsters and because it has even the musical stings feel very much of that era. That's a good point. And also, and Griffith uh, mentions this too, 1977's The Deep, 
which is based mm-hmm. on Peter mm-hmm. Benchley's a follow-up novel to Jaws. Yep. And so they, it seems like a lot of ripoffs of that as well. I feel like after Jaws, there was like a big ball of movies where it was like the, the thing where if you're playing with a cod- toddler and you do something fun and they say again until someone gets hurt, like it was like Jaws was fun again, <laughs> mm-hmm. again, again. And so there's just a, a yeah. whole <laughs> That's a really yeah. great way to think of it. cluster of Jaws yes. ripoff movies that are kind of metastasizing around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is—it's yeah. like you can't get mad at it. it they're, yeah. it's not—they're not the only ones. Not, yeah. you know. Yeah, <laughs> and people keep asking for it. Right. People keep saying, "Hand me another one." <laughs> Would you also? Could you also say that it was a fun precursor to, to the TV series Fantasy Island? Ooh, because you do yeah. have an eclectic group of guests, each with their own distinct. Yet non-memorable storyline. Yes, and, and a host in a blazer. Host in a blazer, mm-hmm. um, and uh, a mystery afoot mm. of some kind. I would say though that since Fantasy Island started airing in 1977, it would again have to be a ripoff of yet another thing. Okay, so I don't know if I it didn't inspired know if I had my timing right, oh. but that yeah. that actually that actually qualifies my statement even more. Yeah, I think it, they, they they probably they dipped. Uh, into a lot of different buckets to create <laughs> this beautiful shade of ripoff. They put their foot in a lot of pies. <laughs> they put their foot in a lot of pies. Yes, they did. Thank you, Erica, for that callback. You're welcome. A foot in a lot of pies. Um, let's talk about something that we we need. We just kind of mentioned earlier. The dialogue's a problem. Uh, and I mean it in that it is hard to hear it's- what is being said. And it seems like almost every scene is dubbed yeah. in the beginning yes. of this movie. Yes. Like it's almost like an Italian film that they had to like dub over. And yeah. then there's a scene like we, we talked about as well when Rachel and Mr. Lasso mm-hmm. or in the credits, Tourist One, uh, walk from the canoe <laughs> wow. into, into the shore and you cannot hear what they're saying. No. no. Like, because the camera's on the shore, and I guess the microphone is too, <laughs> and they're walking in, so you cannot hear them at all. But they were like, let's not dub that section. No, why would we overdub yeah. that? There are multiple <laughs> moments where a character has a line, and they are full-on facing away. Like, the back of their head is what's mm-hmm. to camera. Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. Mrs. Bennett. Um, and, yeah, mm-hmm. it was like, is it... Did they just improvise dialogue dubbing over <laughs> a silent movie that they shot? Uh, yeah. Yeah, they definitely took advantage of those moments when the people had their heads turned to be like, <laughs> let's rewrite the script. <laughs> let's. I mean, definitely. The first people to take advantage of the open bar was the crew. <laughs> and that's, I think, what yeah. I think. I, it feel it does feel like a movie, and I know in your research you'll you'll get to this that it you know it was it was a comedy that they tried to turn into a horror movie. Yes, but but yes. the reality oh. is it is a comedy. Like the dialogue is all meant for this to be a comedy, so that it, it's totally uh, you know a little suspect because of that. But it yeah. also feels like a group of people that were in the Philippines and were <laughs> thinking. I, I mean, do we have to try that hard? I don't think so. I think yeah. every day is a new day, new beginning. Let's. They let's were they were having a good time. Different. I don't think there were a lot of second takes. Yeah, they're having a good time. No. I, that makes it sadder. Like if it was to me, if it was a horror movie that they're like, oh, let's try to make it a little funny. 
that's less sad than what you just told me, which is that it was a, supposed to be a comedy all along because that's. Yes. Yes. Oh, well, God, there's I'll the get horror. into more specifics oh. when we get to the research. <laughs> However, since we are here, I think when we uh, meet these true stars of the film, however, oddly not the main characters, <laughs> and I am talking about Mr. and Mrs. Bennett yes. that we just talked about. Yes. The, you mean the heroes, the, the heroes, heroes, heroes the yeah. MVPs of this film, quite frankly. <laughs> We see them, we sort of see them, we see the doctor and, you know, we, we get back to him, but by no means do you think he's going to be the hero of the film. But when you see Mr. and Mrs. Bennett, you're like, oh, these guys are going to be the, the people because we see them for a while. But they're not. Uh, yet, their stuff is definitely, to me, tonally, the most comedic. Yes. yes. The, and it's their stuff works the best. Like, was it written Absolutely. by someone yeah. else? Yeah. Yeah. Um, oddly, played by uh, Char- uh, Charles, a.k.a. Chuck Doherty, and Helen McNeely. Helen McNeely, I believe, was a local school teacher in the Philippines. Both <laughs> of them starred in a series of movies in that late 70s period, which were all shot in the Philippines. So I have to think they're both basically local hires. I was, I was wondering if she wasn't an actress because so many people were going big, clearly taking a certain direction. And she, right. she underplays everything to the point where she got me a couple times. To, she, oh, to her credit, she, yes. she doesn't go over the top. Yeah. Perhaps she didn't know any better, but like in a movie right where everyone is literally running around with their hands in the air like, <laughs> in a total craze, like she seems like, oh, I can rudder myself to her because she's just like a calm in the storm. She is. But um, the, the thing about the story being a comedy is that because of the script... And because he got this uh, script basically thrown to him, so what he what he uh, what he decided to do was to totally turn it into a comedy, as Mark was mentioning. In fact, he called it um, a zany version, which he actually called something fishy, is what he wrote. Oh, and the, he says the Filipinos, which are actually the producers and the investors. We're crazy about it. They made a funny looking fish for it. Yes, they did. This is what okay. uh, Griffith is saying. And we were all set to go, but they sent the script to Roger, figuring he would love it. Now, Allie, f- people that listen to this podcast know Roger is not always the biggest fan of comedy. Correct. <laughs> oh, he so, likes comedy when it's a comedy. He doesn't yes. like comedy mixing with something else. Right. Mm-hmm. If it's a comedy, it's a comedy. If it's, you don't, we're not going to blend in comedy yeah. as well with this film. Got it. So, uh, so of course, Roger hit his desk and told them to fire uh, Charles Griffith and everybody else, but they wouldn't fire him. So he still had to do the polish of the script, but he just wrote like action stuff. Okay. Tried to fill it with that. He basically saw the script. He saw like what they were doing. He's like, let's turn it into a comedy. Forget it. Mm-hmm. And Roger was like, no, don't do it. And we'll, we'll get to how the movie got screwed up even more in the, uh, in the, in the research. But that explains a lot though. <laughs> God, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it does. Right. I had read that he, when he had got to the Philippines, that the, the 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 team in the Philippines was all where they were all depressed because they had this horrible creature and they knew it looked ridiculous. So yes. he uh, then said, "Don't worry, we're going to turn it into." Let's a Let's turn this into a comedy, and then they were like, mm-hmm. "Yes, now that's something mm. we can get behind." And they were super stoked yeah, about because that. they had a goofy looking fish and it had bug eyes. And he yeah. said, "Don't worry, we'll make it a comedy, and we'll you know we'll change it up." And it's like we have no money and we have a silly fish and like we'll just make it funny. 
Mm-hmm. It sounds like we're going to Hawaii after this or to the Philippines and making that comedy. <laughs> yeah, yes. seriously. Something fishy coming to theaters. <laughs> you think the Bennett's are still out there? That Maybe we could get so. them in this? One hmm. way or another, we're getting them in this. Now, um, what was funny about meeting the Bennett's like we do is that they uh, run into some entrails in the water, Mr. <laughs> Bennett. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, a, I feel like the entrails ran into him. Right. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. For Christ's sake, Llewellyn, I didn't put that stuff there. There was one dog pile in the whole golf course. You step in it. Well, I don't need that crap from you on top of this crap. And then we get our hotel manager who offers them free drinks and mm-hmm. then takes Rachel down to the beach to complain. And I had to watch this. I mean, I watch this. Oh, I always watch these movies a few times, but it took me a few times to realize he wasn't talking about the Bennett's when he was like, they're trying to ruin my business. It was, it's very unclear. And I was like, is he talking about the Bennett's? And, and it's like, no, he's talking about the Sullivan's Sam Bottoms yes. and Sullivan's mm-hmm. and Sam Bottoms and his uncle. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but we don't know them yet. We haven't we met have them. not yet. even seen them. And I'm like, this feels like a scene that is in the wrong spot because yeah. we needed to meet these people so we can understand who he's complaining about. But yeah. we instead, I thought for a while, I was like, man, he thinks the benefits are really going to bring down the entire organization. I thought he was paranoid. Yeah, it's very confusing because he starts ranting about the Sullivans. We haven't, there's been no... Yeah, I was no like, I thought the name was reference. Bennett. I'm not, I don't know. I'm confused. Um, and if there's if there's anything, I mean, I don't know why he's upset because nothing says I will never consider a hostile takeover like wearing pants with suspenders and no shirt. Yeah. Like when you've committed to that <laughs> right. look, trying to ruin a resort is not in your repertoire. You are a person <laughs> of leisure. Yes, in every sense of the word. Running. Two of the worst con games I've ever seen. Yeah. And, yeah. Know, terrible con games and also, you know, sort of half-assing it, really. Yeah. Like, you could take You're it You're not even committed it. to your own con. You're not even committed <laughs> to your own con, let alone trying to threaten this resort. I, it, I, unfortunately, I think that uh, Mr. Forbes is, is simply paranoid. He is, yes. It feels like, um, like a small town thing where like... <laughs> You know, it's a tiny island. There's only two troublemakers on it. So he just blames everything on these two guys, you know? That makes a lot of sense. Mr. Forbes is played by Kedrick Wolf. He's an apparent favorite of Charles Griffith because he appears in all of Griffith's New World movies and including uh, Smokey Bites the Dust. He played the deputy. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's why he looks so familiar to me the whole yeah. time. He wears a hat in that so you don't yeah. see his gorgeous bald head. And oh, he wears a hat beard. in this one, too. Yeah. Well, with no top to it. Sure. Yeah. Still out, and though, he's Ryan. Still also the, uh, he's also the worst manager of all time uh, yeah. and yeah. goes on a big angry rant for mm-hmm. no reason. Let's let's hear that, Mark. I admit my wound so often they begin to refuse to heal. Are we running a soup kitchen here for indigents? Let me answer that question. The answer is that we are not. An abortion is too large. The consumer is a candidate and a phenomenon of waste occurs. Rachel, what's the matter with you? Are you pregnant? I have licked my wounds so much that they begin to refuse to heal. Is What is that? What? From another movie. What? <laughs> was he just doing a monologue? He was dead in an audition? They yes. shot it? 
This is why you put cones on dogs because they will lick their wounds until they refuse to heal. <laughs> that's a, that's He's, true, Mark. They this is do true. Put a cone I assume he was saying he had just been fixed, Mister Forbes. <laughs> if Fre- if if Brother Fredo had been put in charge of a poorly architected resort, uh, this is what would have happened. An- another <laughs> film Erica has not seen. Basically, all of Francis Ford Coppola's films, Erica has not seen. It's a solid choice, Erica. <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe Jack. Um, this does speak to Ryan's <laughs> might theory. might be the one she's seen. <laughs> Ryan's theory, Ryan's okay. Ryan's theory that this is about how hard it is to run a resort. Because mm. he's saying, like, that, oh, he's in battle. They've been failing over and over and over. And he's trying to get mm. him to cut down on the portion sizes as though it's fancy when really he's saving money. Right. Mm. Is that what he's talking about? I could I not think for the that's life what's of me going understand on. what he was even... Mm. It, he's also just gaslighting everybody. He like, is. Like yes. he's the he victim is. here when he's just running around in his sarong and his half hat, like right. barely taking care of There guests. is a ride that we don't get to see because he is yelling literally at everyone. And then by the end of the film, he's got his shirt off. Yeah. He is just like, you know, in walking around in a sarong yeah. Yeah. with half of a, mm-hmm. uh, of a fr- palm yeah. frond hat. And just like go for it, like go for it, everybody. Like he's just lost it, you know. Yeah. The wardrobe choices. <laughs> I, oh yes. Go for so it. like he's clearly dressed it. from the beginning. He's on the beach in a full outfit with that pink, a big pink, too large blazer on a very tall mm-hmm. man. And you think, got it? I know he's a wacky guy. I figured that out. Or he's a he's a schlubby guy at least. And then mm-hmm. clearly we're meant to be laughing at his sarong and hat outfit, but he is. I better go ahead and say distractingly cut. <laughs> like it's yes, yeah, yeah. right. When that shirt is off, I did like a double take. Like, like, is what? that still him? He's got <laughs> visible obliques at one point. Like it's he's <laughs> that body is not who costuming thought was going to be cast there. <laughs> yes, and it's right. yes. It undercuts because he does have this sort of like giant sort of uh, uh, talking heads like suit that he wears through <laughs> most yes. of it. Yeah, just really sort of does not imply what is beneath. That's for right. sure. And he's mad at a lot of people. He's also mad at obviously Sam Bottoms and his uncle Earl that are scamming tourists. By the way, I just wanted to say Earl is played by Virgil Fry, who is the father of Slail Moon Fry, aka <gasps> Punky Brewster. Oh. Oh. I thought you were going to say he was the brother of Glenn Fry. <laughs> <laughs> just you know uh so this is also a precursor to miami vice yeah to miami vice that's right where glenn fry plays a smuggler uh <laughs> who flies a plane his brother however no uh saloon moon fry's dad uh wow. is is the guy who who is playing a drunken <sighs> walmart quint mm-hmm. either he is yes exactly he is either slurring so much or whoever dubbed his voice right is right. slurring i don't yeah. know who right. to point the finger at but uh yeah. i just did not even know what this what what this what he was even talking about i was mm-hmm. like why is he are you slurring so bad that we can't understand what you're saying yeah it was like very frustrating he it's like i I was like, did he not see Jaws? Because I feel like someone was like, oh, Quint, you're being the Quint guy who's kind of a drunken sea captain. And he went not with mm-hmm. flinty, dangerous drunk. He went with just the sloppiest drunk. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Like mall Santa drunk. And, but it's. 
But then he also they they also have that other friend that shows up about twenty minutes into the movie that's like the white red fox. Yeah. Oh like my god. <laughs> unexplained cannon fodder <laughs> friend. Yes. Yeah. Right. Hey, what's going on? I don't care. Here they come. I'm going out there. Like, where did that overdub come from? That was yeah. a choice. Yes. Mm. I I spent a lot of the movie wondering, is it is is this a director who doesn't have a firm enough hand on the tiller and the actors are going crazy, or is it the actors are trying to deliver a coherent performance, but the director keeps going, no, no, make it bigger, do it bigger, do it. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, if he's shooting a comedy, you can see where he's kind of letting them all run a little bit more roughshod. Oof, yeah, and then that, that then they're trying to change it later, uh, as we'll get to, <laughs> to try to make it not a comedy. So. That, that's what makes it problematic. But when we we talk about the cast, if you think, listeners, that that seems like a lot of characters, <laughs> oh. let me just let you, I'm going to just tell you there's more. And <laughs> let me just list a couple. And honestly, I won't even probably get through half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's so many that I feel like the when you see the end credits, you're like, no. <laughs> because the list ends so fast. You're like, so nah. fast. And the end sequence yeah. alone has so many people in it that I could not. So right. many. Yeah. Right. There, this is a, you know, the, the, the credits for this movie came out before IMDb. So everybody who has any amount of lines in this would be like, <laughs> um, I need my credit. Let me write to the, <laughs> you know. Yeah. For, uh, so, yeah. Uh, but here's a couple of the characters. Um, we have Mr. Holland, who plays chess by himself. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Mr. Suki, uh, who later simply Ugh. refuses to get out of his own boat and Ugh. put it into the water so he right. can participate in the uh, the fish hunt. Bob Durrell is a reporter for the Honolulu Star Bulletin, who <laughs> apparently has left Oahu, I guess, wherever we are, to go to this island. And then there's a young couple, Jimmy and maybe Darlene, I want to say. I'm not yeah. 100% what her keep, name might trying be. Keep trying to get, find a quiet moment of themselves yes. and That's, keep getting yeah. interrupted. That little runner, which comes, which introduces itself out of nowhere. <laughs> right? where, you, where you're literally watching someone else, then you see them. You're like, wait, who were these two? And then yeah. they run, literally run off camera. Yeah. And you're like, okay, whatever that was. Then they show up again. You're like, I'm supposed to know who these people are and care yeah. about them? Yeah, what is happening? From what I could see, the angles like their whole thing is like, oh, we can't make out here. There's people. They were perfectly hidden when the other boat came up. If yeah. they had just stayed yes. there, yeah. yes, and yeah. made out yes. quietly, they never would have known you were there. Yes. I know. And anyway, that's not even all of the characters. <laughs> there are so many characters in a movie that is 85 minutes. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's a long 85 though. <laughs> it I is. Mean, there's. Yeah, that's a hard 85. You got to commit. It's a hard 85 because a lot of the middle section of the movie, much like the films it's imitating, is a lot of like, there's no creature. There is a creature, but there isn't. But or is there? We're going to say there's not. (laughs) I don't want anyone to admit that there is one (laughs) and I will fight anyone. So it's a lot of that. Literally, the movie just sits dead in the water. Yeah. Did you like that? Did you like oh, that, yeah. everybody? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, I love that. I, I I remember going to see Jaws 2. Mark, oh, yeah. I loved that. <laughs> <laughs> you really pulled that up from the depths of your comedic stylings. Oh, never heard Mark side-eye that hard. 
<laughs> I'm sorry, Mark. Your point. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I was trying to get you to stop talking so I could tell my story. Um, so I went and saw Jaws 2. And uh, one of the most tense parts for me as a kid in seeing Jaws 2 sure. were the scenes where they were diving underwater and potentially the shark could be around the shipwreck. Uh-huh. This movie also has a lot of diving scenes. Sure. Mm-hmm. Where nothing fucking happens. Nothing. Yeah. It's yeah. Just- kids, nothing. They jump off a rock. Kids jump off a rock into the water. They swim to the bottom of the floor. You're like, uh-oh, something's going to happen to your point, Mark. And then they just like pick up some rocks or whatever. And then like we cut away. <laughs> <laughs> and then they come back yeah. up. And yeah. you're like... That was seven and a half minutes of you picking up rocks. <laughs> like, what? why was that there? Right. They were just like, you know, we got the underwater footage. You got to use it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, um, but yeah, we do finally see the creature. Finally. Uh, for about 1.3 seconds. Uh, <laughs> when it attacks the glass bottom boat, which is, yeah. I mean... When you see the creature, you're really you can maybe it had some double that double fin action or it had it has a double, a double fin, fin, but otherwise it is mm-hmm. a sturgeon. It's a sturgeon. They had all the <laughs> fish in the world. Yes, yeah, that's what they imitated. <laughs> and there's even a yeah. point where the harbor master is like messing with all the scientist stuff, and he holds up a really good scary picture of a deep sea fish. And he's like, is this a relative of everything? And no one in design went, oh, should we? <laughs> yeah. Nope. Should we go with the thing? They'd we already did? committed. No. Big, wide open, no. toothless sturgeon mouth. Let's. It's a big, wide open. It's a giant mouth. Like, they mm-hmm. made it huge. They made it huge. And he doesn't just attack the glass bomb boat. He pulverizes it. The creature yeah. pulverizes that yeah. thing. Yeah. What's left is about five boards, <laughs> which is like there was a full boat at one point. Yeah. <laughs> now there's like, and, we're, and, and Sam Bottom saves the gun. Right. He does swim with the gun up high. Don't get that wet, mm-hmm. which I appreciated because in a lot of movies, you, they'll just get the, the gun wet, doesn't matter, pick it up, start firing. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't no. know. Sam Bottoms has military experience. He knows. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's been through the shit, and the shit being Apocalypse Now, which <laughs> there's a whole documentary about this, Erica, that explains how difficult this production was. It sounds so interesting. I can't wait. <laughs> Not as interesting as the stuff Neat. I've been talking the about. The challenges to making a movie. Ooh. <laughs> Let me I'll just turn the closed captions on and dig in. You you probably have already covered this in another episode. I read Roger Corman's book, How I Made a Thousand Movies in Hollywood and uh-huh. Never Lost a Dime. In For it, sure. he claims that he told Coppola to check the weather in the Philippines before shooting. Yes, he did. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Could have saved him a lot of money. Could have really, that's a big point in the film. It rains a lot. Oh, yeah. well, it's the Philippines. I watch Survivor. I know how it works. <laughs> Erica, I saw Survivor. Survivor wasn't there at the time in the 1970s. I don't know. I feel like Roger and I would have got along really well. Can still, Rod. Also, like, you know, the weather was not the only problem. Fair. Yeah. 
Right. <laughs> Not the yeah. only issue. A sev- several issues. Weather was also a problem also on Jaws. So, you yeah. know, that's what this also has in common. But also, Jaws didn't have its lead actor have a heart attack at 36 years old. <laughs> so that's that's, true. that can throw a that, wrench into your filming that schedule. That was Apocalypse Now. <laughs> also, the guy who was cast second in this, into that role is the one who has the heart attack. Mm-hmm. So they also spent some time with a different actor and then recast. And then that actor had a heart attack. You guys so, don't you have know, to catch if, me up. I'm going to watch the documentary. <laughs> Please don't, don't worry about don't it. I'm gonna learn everything I need to learn. Uh, um, <laughs> once this monster shows up, we finally see it. Thank That's when. Call- First of all, thanks for calling it a monster. I don't know what else to call it. They keep saying it's not a shark. Yeah, it's sh- a shark. Shark like sturgeon. Sturgeon. And everyone freaks out uh, and runs. All over the resort, which is saying something because it's at five miles. Yeah. And they run all over the place, <laughs> losing their shit so bad that the next day they have to set up a makeshift triage unit. That yeah, was hilarious. <laughs> yes. I was like, who got hurt? I'm like, yeah, what happened? The bag of blood? Yeah. 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 Except for like, the Bennets. They're cool and calm as a cucumber through this whole thing. Mm-hmm. I know. They I will uh, I'm already spoiling my favorite scene, but yeah, if if they had left it at the moment where the Bennets reconnect over wait, we don't have to run, it's a fish. That would have been a perfect little arc. Oh, oh god. Don't let it get me! I'm out of it! Fish can't walk! Everybody's running! Fish can't run either! I mean, it's a thing in the water. Yeah. And people are running and screaming, knocking stuff down. Trampling each other, I guess. Knocking each other. I mean, like, causing real damage to one another. But once your ankles are out, you're done fleeing anything aquatic. (laughs) You're done. Yes. Yeah. It's like you saved yourself. Well done. (laughs) And he keeps bringing it up, too, as as things start to get worse. He keeps saying, just don't go in the water. And everything's fine. He's not wrong. Yeah. He's not wrong. I love it. I love it. And then... um, of course, as we sort of mentioned, uh, Mr. Forbes comes up with a plan. The Tropical Palace is going to fight back. Earl Sullivan, our neighborhood pirate, offers a case of rum. No! I'm offering $1,000. Not a case of cheap rum. And a week in the presidential suite. All expenses paid. And then it's a motherfucking arms race. People are racing all over that island trying to get weapons. Oh my God. But apparently only stepping towards the gun store, which apparently is in the resort, because right. they are handing weapons out that drove me crazy because it's the in jaws there's that one scene where everyone's being an idiot and trying to get the shark and it's it is a finite thing and you think oh humanity but for this one from from the moment forbes says it that's the whole rest of the movie that's that's the whole rest of the movie if you wanted that jaws scene with bozos to extend for 30 minutes (laughs) you're in luck 
It's basically like <laughs> a like a cannonball run type thing yes! where you're watching the different teams and seeing their progress. Mm. Uh, including um, R. Lee Ermey showing up out of nowhere with his buddies to burn their own boat down in their yeah. attempt to take on. Was, and and R. Lee Ermey also has his voice dubbed over by someone. And it's not him. And of course, he, he, he had not broken out in, in Full Metal Jacket yet. But he is a guy who was a, a real like drill sergeant in the army, became an actor. Oh my god, I did not connect with that. And he is in this, but he sounds like Gomer Pyle. Where'd you find that piece of shit? Kiss my ass. <laughs> and he is, if I'm correct, his character's plan was to hunt the fish with a flamethrower. Is that how the boat gets burned? <laughs> I believe, I guess correct. so. Get your hands off my flamethrower, boy, while I get on this here boat. Because I can spot a flaw. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I did love it. Well, I'm glad to hear that because I'd love to hear more about things we love <laughs> and things we hated. That's right. We're going to talk about the things we love and things we hated about Up From The Depths. Mark, what's something you loved? Um, I have a couple things really quickly. One of the things I loved, I mean, I, it's hard to deny how much I loved Mr. Forbes. I loved his, <laughs> like you said, his talking heads, mm-hmm. like too big uh, suit. I love that he totally lost his mind and and his whole apparel style change i feel like there was a whole there was probably a lot more that was filmed around that that got Mm -hmm. cut out when roger corman got his hands on the on the rough cut um which i wish we could have seen Mm -hmm. but i think one of the things that is i i I really loved was the two star-crossed lovers who can never get a break um (laughs) when they go to, to chase down the fish they don't get in a bolt. They boat. They get into a plastic mold that you would yeah. make a boat out of. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm thinking they had no other boat on that set, and they were like, "Just get in this." It's like, well, this is effectively a boat-shaped kiddie pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it'll work. And that's what they go out in. It Can makes no sense at all. Let's go get this giant sea creature in this vessel. In this, in yeah. this transparent right. vessel that shows it where we are. Yes. That, yeah. that yes, can fit two people, <laughs> but should it? Right. And so I just love that. I love that choice. That <laughs> was good. It was. That was amazing. I love that. I also want one of those now. Yes. Right? I yeah. want to ride. I mean, it is so, what a ridiculous thing to even have. <laughs> So unnecessary. You can see the people inside the boat. Like it does. It's just so so dumb. Uh, Allie, what's something that you love? Um, I, I've, I've already touched on this. I the the in a movie of wacky wacky performances, the Bennetts sliding it underneath, like much like the um, yeah those little skimmers you see people ride along the surf of the beach. That's just a sliding mm-hmm. disc. Like yeah, mm-hmm. and there are a mm-hmm. couple yeah. of points yeah, yeah, sure. where Mrs. Bennett is like. It's like the dialogue in the old Popeye cartoons where they slide a joke in and you almost said, oh, you look like a Jeff. No, I'm a Greg. Like, what was that? <laughs> every and it now took and me then. a bit to notice the bit, the, a business that she does very, in the very beginning of the movie. It's so easy to miss, of course, because it's not very well shot because it's all in one <laughs> shot. But she comes over. Mm-hmm. She steals that amazing Spider-Man blank, uh, towel, excuse me, off of somebody on the beach, yes. brings it to her husband. And starts wiping the blood off of him, which I'm like, just go back under the water. Go in the There's water, no sir. Right? Yes. Just rinse but, it but whatever. Off. Yeah. But she has a drink in her hand when she grabs it. So she hands the drink to the kid. 
<laughs> that's next to her. And then as she does it. So the next shot is the kid taking a sip of the drink and spitting. And I was like, it took me the second view. And I was like, where did that kid get that glass? And it was like, oh, because she handed him a cocktail. And he takes oh, a sip and then he's like, good. And he spits too. it out. And I'm like, that's. That's a good bit. So, I, yeah. The first viewing, I thought he had a glass of the bloody seawater, and I'm like, why does he have a glass? And yes, it's a <laughs> same thing. Yeah, yeah it's very it bloody yeah. seawater. Yeah, very subtle. Yeah, the, but the Bennetts, uh, yeah, big big faves. Uh, mm-hmm. Erica, something you loved? Oh, um, <laughs> I Erica just woke up. Oh my god, something <laughs> she I was, loved. She was Sorry. watching the documentary off to the side. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love Hearts of Darkness, honey. That's what it's called. So Hearts of Darkness is the documentary about Apocalypse well, it's Now. Baby, that's the name of the book. It's Apocalypse a book? <laughs> Jesus. The book I is have called a lot of catching up to do. Romaine Hearts of Darkness. And then you know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. This is complicated. Oh. So let we'll us... talk later about what order I should do this in. Documentary, then book, then movie? I don't know. And we'll where see. does Bullworth fit in? There's yes. also a documentary about the writing of the book that I recommend mm. taking it. Wow. wow. Yeah. Holy shit. I'm, I'm going to be honest, guys. I'm probably not going to watch or read any of it. No, I, we, no. We, we all yeah. we, we weren't. We weren't. We'll talk. None of us were going to do Wait, that Seems but like a about big commitment. Some popping tits now, which was <laughs> poor version of <laughs> right tits now <laughs> a jock of tits now i don't know i could go all all the way but but we digress you were talking about the thing that you loved in this film oh my god <laughs> you're right thank you so i loved obviously rachel's just whole role in her performance and her whole job like sure i I, I was just obsessed with that. Like, what was that a real thing at that time? Like a real role that existed at resorts where you were kind of like this guest entertainer kind of, I don't know. I, I love that. So I, th- I was fully intrigued by that, but I think probably what like I Like a live concierge. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know some place to go eat? I do. Let's, let's go, go there. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> yes. Pack a cooler. We're right. going. And I loved the creature. It was so, the <laughs> yeah. setup was yeah. so intense with you don't see it and there's this mm-hmm. earthquake and it could be anything, right? Because we're a like school assuming of something. the earthquake. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We're assuming mm-hmm. the earthquake has opened up some Pandora's box under the sea and then you see it and it's like, oh, I'm hungry. And you're like, what? <laughs> this idiot ate multiple people a lot of people yeah. this ding dong this yeah. fish that looks like like i'm coming for yeah, you like toddler fish yeah. kill all these people yeah <laughs> just it was hysterical yeah. I, I yeah uh yeah uh loved it definitely i um well, we're not the things we hated yet, so I'll stick with things I loved. Um, <laughs> the obviously the Bennett's, um, but also not just that, but Bennett's, um, what I called his tea hat. Do you notice when he went out on the yacht with yeah. uh, yes. with Earl? With the he p- had a hat with the this little string with a <laughs> little paper hanging down yep, from his hat, yep. like he like implying that he has like a tea bag sitting on top of his head. Oh. He's steeping and a little tea on top. He's of his just head. steeping a little tea like <laughs> under his hat on his head. That little paper, by the way, is called an aglet. I didn't realize what oh. that I looked that up to see what that was. 
that Ooh. little paper, that little piece of paper that's on the end of the string of a tea oh, bag. I uh, I read that as uh, a mini pearl style price tag that was still yeah, on his so hat. Did I. Yeah, so did I. I just saw tea bag. That's what I saw. I was like, why is he? Wearing a tea bag underneath his head. That's, that's what I saw. You just watch Tea Baggers Part Nine. That's right. That's so. right. That's right. <laughs> tea Baggers Out West. That's what Part Nine was, right? Yeah. Tea Baggers yeah. Out West. Yeah. 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 I watched like the opening credits to Bullworth, and I was like, Nah. <laughs> I gotta watch this. Uh, Tally thing- ho! We're out west. <laughs> Let's tea bag. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a complicated storyline. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's surprising they made so many sequels out of it, to be quite honest. It's very thin. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing I really loved, I actually really loved Iris Lee. Oh, who does it? It just came in out of she nowhere and boy. Just do do fish like gum, like just oh. the biggest dum dum. I was like, I'm, it's a shame we got rid of her. She I should have been in the movie a lot died. more. I wanted her to, I wanted her to somehow emerge. Yeah, if I could change only one thing about this film. It would be that that yeah. she then somehow just emerges from the beach and is like, I'm fine, guys. Like, I yeah. know, right? Oh. Yeah. The fact that her last moment was tits and blood was not fair. She was yeah. great. I <laughs> yeah. agreed. Yeah. I wanted her back. Just like laying out on the that netting and then just like Ow. her boobs getting caught in the netting. <laughs> yeah. Just like Ow! Hey. I've got an itch. I'm getting hot. Let's do the underwater pictures, huh? Like, this girl is the dumbest, and uh, she needed to be in this film way, way more. Yeah. Way more. Uh, this is stupid trivia. Uh, they mentioned that she had a pink squirrel last night, which I learned to make when I was in bartending school. Uh, <gasps> which is, uh, it is, it's a part, it's of course what she would have been drinking. It is a creme de noisette, which tastes like uh, nuts, almonds, but it's actually bright red. When you mix it with the cream in a pink squirrel, it's a pink drink. And then it's a creme de cacao. So you have a, a beautiful pink. It's basically a red velvet cake in a cocktail cup is what she was drinking. Wow. wow. Which is a detail that I was like, all right, whoever gave her that was. <laughs> she literally just stops. by, And it's like she's in and out of the film so fast. You're like, did that happen? Right. And upon second viewing, I'm like, she did. She really was here. She was, yeah. she was great both times. And that, of yeah. course, mm-hmm. they gave the concierge a moment of another pretty lady. Oh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she was she was the boobs and she was the heart. I'll uh, go ahead and say it. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Just all the chest area. <laughs> she was the torso. Yeah. She was the. the full- the torso, the torso in the, the movie. Yeah. Ow! I thought that the pink squirrel was something totally different. But <laughs> I was wondering, yeah, does that line even read now? Because yeah. certainly yeah. no yeah. one ever ordered a pink squirrel when I was bartending, and I don't think they ordered them in the 70s anymore. Was yeah. this like a secondary course you took at bartending school that was like obscure <laughs> drinks? Like yeah, you, were just, you were going for like, hey, look, no one else signed up for I this elective. so but... many drinks that no one ever ordered. Gold Cadillac, a green cornet, a lot of colorful drink names. That, wow. Yeah. That no one ever, ever, ever asked ordered, for. Yeah. But you were ready. You were ready for. Yeah. Now I'm going to go to bars and order pink squirrels, which I won't drink, but I just want to see if they can order pink squirrels. Well, I, I will. All right. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's good. Let's bring it back. Listeners of this yeah, podcast, bring, bring back, back the pink squirrel. Let's bring the it back. pink squirrel. Let's yes. do it. Um, let's switch to things we hated. Mark, what's something you hated? Um, I hated that there, there, the rules for when the for when the fish could attack you and kill you were <laughs> consistently vague. Mm-hmm. It was like sometimes mm-hmm. you can jump in the water and you're fine, mm-hmm. and sometimes you jump in the water and you're immediately dead. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes and, and... you can light a bomb on yourself and still live. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes, yeah. Sometimes you can't even get out of the water without it biting your ankles to the point of death. I mean, only yeah. with waist deep water, you're 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 doomed. It, yep. yeah. it seems like it, there was. Uh, it's a sturgeon, Mark, so it can squeeze itself it, to fit into the very sturgeon, small. The sturgeon could do <laughs> it could do a lot, but it didn't do it consistently. Right? No. Yeah. No. no the yeah. the no. French guy that had that's an octopus attack by rights. He was only ankles deep. You're right, and it should have right. been. It should have. Yeah. It should have been just yeah, it's like painful, a jellyfish, like but he's no, just like a sting. Yeah. He yeah. might have been stung, and she just went, "Oh no, he's dead," and then like <laughs> left him. <laughs> I like to think she could see him just below the water, and he was like, help, help, and she was like, the sun's in my eyes. <laughs> he must be dead, I guess. Mm-hmm. More lunch for me. Allie, Allie, what, what is... <laughs> what is I, I thought long and hard about this during my second viewing. Um, as a listener of the podcast, I knew we'd get to what we hated the most. So there's a scene... Oh, God, I, it gets, I get angry thinking about it. The scene Ooh. where they're coming up with the plan, where it is Forbes... And Walmart Quint. And it's Quint telling <laughs> Forbes his plan. And someone said, you guys just go for it. Do a wacky take. Do the biggest, longest run <laughs> of your awful character. It's so, it's the most tedious comedy I've seen in a long time. And I have been to student improv shows, people. It is the worst <laughs> thing. I hate it so much. I hate the actors. I hate whoever wouldn't cut. I hate <laughs> I hated that scene. <laughs> that goddamn fish. One fish? I don't know any fish. I have an idea how we can get rid of it and make a lot of money doing it. Get rid of it? How can you get rid of it when it doesn't exist? Can't you understand that, Earl? If a thing doesn't exist, then it's impossible to get rid of it. Uh, Erica. I might be the odd man out here, but I didn't hate much, which feels very weird for me. Mm -hmm. I know. I know. I didn't hate much. I thought this movie was so ridiculous and fun. It's not what I thought at all. The poster very much makes it look like it's going to be this absolute Jaws piranha ripoff. But that it's going to maybe gory or like overly sexy. And it's not either of those things. Right. I thought it would be way more gory. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, the the blood in the water is almost like hilarious. (laughs) Like it's so red. All they had budget for. We died. We died some water. (laughs) Like it just kind of like hilarious looking. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the only thing that I hated was. There's no chunks in that. If you know. There's not. There's not chum. It's just plain like. Like red water. The, the creature's mouth is such yeah. that like blood will squirt out, but absolutely <laughs> nothing else. It is a yeah. tight seal. Yes, <laughs> like baleen or something. But can... As it chews, nothing else can escape. <laughs> yeah. So I think that you know it's a nit it's a nitpicky thing, but I think I just wanted more from that. I wanted yeah. it to either, you know, be 
more gory or just more jokey. It felt like it wasn't yeah. enough of yeah. either. Could not decide what it was. Mm. Yeah, it For just sure. couldn't. It couldn't land on anything. Um, and I, <laughs> I also hated that we didn't get to see what happened with that parrot. <laughs> <laughs> that was on the Sullivan's boat. <laughs> oh, oh God! Yes. Uh, is okay. That, is that parrot okay? I just like he yeah. was just chilling out on that boat. I just yeah. wanted to know if he's okay. Like he's I, a real well, bird. He's a real boat they, bird. But like, yeah, is he all right? He's not okay. Know. He lives on a boat and he's in a cage. He was so, not in a cage. He oh, was he's just not in a cage. Oh, he's just on a. That's right. That's right. I so, just want to make sure he's hmm. all right. Yeah. That's all. The thing I hated was, besides the sound issues, which I think is yeah. a real mm-hmm. barrier, mm-hmm. you know. It just, and will be a deterrent for a lot of people to watch it. It's yeah, mm-hmm. it's tough. It's, tough. it's to a commit. tough, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a tough uh, barrier of entry because you're like, I, you just, I just want to hear it. Mm-hmm. And when you do, <laughs> right. when you do listen back right. and watch it, and if you're watching it like I was trying to like study it and watch the scenes. <laughs> again and again you will start to it will start to be like oh i see what they were doing but you have to listen so hard just to hear some of the dialogue it's just so bad and it's like there's no excuse because most of it's overdubbed it's just (laughs) like that was that's difficult but i will say that really i wanted to see the creature more like i i was like show me more of this creature. like honestly you can't show me more of this creature and i know that it works because there are other like Jaws ripoffs. There's tons, but one that I will mention is a movie called Alligator Two, which is an Italian no. um, uh, Jaws ripoff. But in Alligator Two, the alligator is just enormous, like outrageously yeah. huge. Yeah, and it crashes into this. We've talked about this on the podcast before, but it crashes into this room where these guys are sleeping Mm -hmm. and it's so big next to them that it's like a whole wall and it's like ludicrous. And I was like, yay, I loved it so much. (laughs) And so when you see the creature like open its mouth, I'm like, show me more of this awful creature. (laughs) I really want to see it. It's like they're trying to be like, well, we don't want this to look silly. Like the movie is silly. Just, you know, it's once you have one shot of it, it's silly. Yeah. 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 It's silly from the get go. Uh, and, and honestly, is the silly shot of it any worse than when you barely see it swimming through the water ish? Mm-hmm. Maybe like, you're like, what was that swimming in the water? Was that the creature? <laughs> I don't know. Was it, was it that, or did somebody put an oar under the water and then right. scoot it along? I can't tell the difference cause it's so like it's underwater and I can't see anything. I just want to know. It was like, no, no, give it two fins. Give it. <laughs> yeah. 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 This is going to be different. <laughs> People are going to freak. Yeah, this this Two is fins. a brand new movie creature that yeah. people are going to imitate. Uh, all right, let's switch to our favorite scene. Mark, what was your favorite scene? I, it's the the scene when everyone's running like crazy from the oh, fish on yeah. sure. Um, sure. Hard, you hard to beat. so much about the characters. It's total mayhem. And like you said, then they have all this triage set up the next day because... <laughs> Ever, evidently, everyone hurt themselves in the process yeah. of trying to run. The fish did nothing. The fish <laughs> was just sitting in the water going like, I don't know what these fucking people are doing. Why are yeah. they, I, I can't get out. Right. I, all right. I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. You guys will come back. I, I'll get your yeah. ankles, sure, but I can't get out. I'll get your ankles, <laughs> but I can't. I can throw myself up onto a boat, <laughs> but I can't get out. I will I destroy get... all the boats out here, <laughs> yeah. right. but you will be but, safe in your little, yeah. you know. I just love that. And, and yeah. uh, you know, yeah. they, they do make a great joke about it. And 
you would expect it to be like a ridiculous Kentucky Fried movie style slapstick. Like, oh, look, it's so, how stupid they are. They're running from a fish. But because this doesn't want to commit too hard to being a comedy, mm-hmm. I find it even funnier. Because they're... <laughs> It's ridiculous, but they're also not trying too hard to make it slapsticky. Yeah. So that made it funnier to me. So yeah. Mm, yeah. Uh, that yeah. was my favorite scene. Yeah. Nice. Ali, I think we talked about it a little bit, but your favorite yeah. scene? Um, it is my my second favorite scene. Well, I mean, let's Iris is loved above all. Um yes, the second for favorite sure. is we're on we found some giant stone steps, so let's have a scene there just for the sheer <laughs> Yes. Yep. Yeah. But yep. uh, right. my favorite is the reconciliation of the Bennets. Um and just the moment it's chaos around them. They find each other. He finally reassures it's like they find the love they've been sniping at each other the whole trip. They hug, they find love. In my head, they don't go into the fish hunt. They get on the plane the next day and their marriage is, <laughs> is all the better for it. They found each other, right. they found meaning. They don't have to run from a fish. But <laughs> Yeah. Which I mean I, and they're gonna go swimming at the neighbor's house. Right. They like use the neighbor's about. pool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In the neighbor's pool. Turn that god into a lamp and get in the neighbor's pool. We'll- <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. I love that he tells him that God's not real. He's like, Oh, I know, I know. But he was like clearly convinced it was real. Right. Like, oh, but my still Lord. buy it for fifty bucks? It's a uh, bad scam. Mr. Mr. Bennett, you're the oh, best. Mr. Bennett. Uh Erica, your favorite scene? I loved any scene when when Tropical Palace was present. That shirt was incredible. The shirt combined with the Speedo, <laughs> terrific. Like no need for pants or shorts. Just run around in your speedo and in in your I guess company logo shirt. I'm pretty and, sure I'm pretty sure we can make that shirt and not get stopped by Redbubble uh, for any kind of copyright do infringement. It. Let's do say, it. Is that our shirt? Yes. We're gonna make those tropical. Not yes. Or Sullivan's shirts? Sullivan's boat tours. Yeah, boat tour. I mean, or that's I'm, the other one. Shakti shirts. When I'm pretty sure Shakti is an Indian thing. I. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes yeah uh, love that yeah. love that he just was like i have the hand i put it on ice <laughs> like when he finds the hand he finds like the severed hand with yeah. the yeah. watch and he's like yeah. i think it's a woman's hand there's a watch on it it's on ice no one bothers to go investigate or look or show the police but this Mr. hand Forbes just- says throw it but he says throw it out yeah i just i thought that was hilarious i'm like what this poor guy nobody reports missing a person or finding a body yes yeah just anything well when they do try to tell anybody they just tell the harbor master right yeah right now which i'm like right feel like we're skipping a step here yeah well you know how those maui police are ryan yeah i know i know um it's a it's what where are they where are they on this where are they in hawaii is this a fake island it's supposed to be maui are they in lanai they're not he no. says the closest he says the closest police are in maui right well that's the thing he says they're the police are on another island and you know what that means and i don't mm-hmm. what does that yeah, mean? yeah. i don't <laughs> either none of us do. are none we of us on do. a f- imaginary hawaiian island like <laughs> mahu, mahu the, the island of mahu the, the the reporter has flown in from Honolulu yes. to investigate. I mean, what? Where are we? Are we on Lanai? I don't get it. I just don't know where we are. It's very yeah. weird. I don't know. Um, my the favorite scene is, of course, the <laughs> we're in the film. Oh, yes, Margaret's <laughs> taking no Mark, shit tonight. No. <laughs> he is like crunch the numbers on yeah, your fuck fucking bullshit. You. It's the Philippines, <laughs> fucking idiot. Um, 
<laughs> the 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 Iris Lee catamaran photo shoot is obviously oh, just yeah. an, an yeah. incredible moment. Seashells mm. on her boobs, just yeah. tons of. They're not even like, seashells. They're like conch they're like shells. They're huge. <laughs> yeah, just. Ow. They were just trying things. They were just like having a ball. Like this doesn't. It just doesn't. It, it just is so and stupid. She goes right. through like five outfit changes while a boat is speeding towards while, her. Like yes, <laughs> yeah. It's an efficient photo shoot. Mm-hmm. She changes in and out of clothes so fast. So fast. Yeah, that's what Erica said when we watched it. It was like, it was like incredible. She's a quick change artist. I yeah. love her. I feel like, yeah. like normally I would kind of feel bad for the actress in that role, but she's clearly having a great time and owning it. I'm like, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, another key great moment. Speaking of what Mark was saying about the rules, is that she? They find her at night, and they're like, "Where is she?" They're like, "She's in the water." They're like, "No." And then they run out, and then she's like, "Hi, the water was great." And That's why I thought like, she would come back because I, I was like, "She did she a just, night swim, and have. she was fine." So I really, I kept holding a, a tiny candle of hope that she would come she back should, out at the yeah, end. Yeah, yes. if, she didn't. That was such if a they had bothered to keep any. If they, <laughs> Roger Corman always liked to keep things very short so that they wouldn't have to like ship extra reels. Of uh, which would be a oh, further expense. Yeah. Uh, but had they actually bothered to put in the scene after the credits, that's the, that's the scene. Oh, that's what gotta the scene be the scene be. where she's just walking like, up on the be- empty, where'd everybody deserted go? beach and is just like, "Hey guys!" Maybe walks up and holding those two giant conch shells of her movies, right. like, "Hey guys, that big fish did like gum." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, final questions. Let's get into some final questions for Up From The Depths. Um, is there anything a free zombie cocktail won't cure? Uh, I don't think so. Um, are all sea captains or even people just pretending to be sea captains just a little racist? <laughs> Oops. I'm not laughing in support of racism, just to be clear. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but I guess so. If movies are teaching us anything, I don't know. I'll let you guys know after I watch that Heart of Darkness. Right? <laughs> Didn't you guys work on ships? We did. We I, did. I mean, it, made, it yeah. immediately made me think of one cruise director in particular. But um... <laughs> yeah, cruise yeah. directors. So then, yeah, they're all a little racist. Yep. Yeah, a little bit. I, I would go yeah. and all a little drunk, maybe. Clearly, that seems to be the yeah. movie rule. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. When Rachel goes to see Iris Lee, speaking of her, uh, she's like entering the, I guess, the tropical palace. (laughs) And she sees her and gets frustrated and like throws some flowers onto (laughs) us. Like, why? What what was that about? I don't know, but I remember you asking me at the time. I, I like, didn't know then. I don't what? know now. But what I loved was it. that? Did loved she it. not anticipate the paparazzi? Was she upset that Iris was so pretty? Why was Mick Jagger in the car with her? <laughs> right. Yes. Right. right. Yeah. I don't know. Where did that guy go? Yeah. That guy is nowhere. Never. He's seen still again. in the car. He's, He's still just, there. No one ever let him out. Speaking of Iris Lee, uh, do you think they named that character after the catamaran? Ooh. Which is has Iris Lee on painted does on it? the catamaran? Yes, it does. That's oh, an excellent. Wow. I bet they really did. Good question. Wow. Bet you they did. I feel like bet you, you paid more, paid more attention to, than everybody who worked on this film. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I hand that to Allie. I think Allie paid some. She really. <laughs> 
She went. She, she sifted through the sacred texts of this, really, of this. I wanted to do a good job tonight. <laughs> and you she ran are, everything. You are doing an amazing job. She ran oh, everything are. under the microscope. Oh, you are going important. to have to die at the hands <laughs> slash mouth of a fish-like shark. A shark-like fish. Shark-like. Shark-like fish. Shark-like fish. All right. I. Yeah. I can't believe I just fished for compliments and it worked. <laughs> oh. oh! Somebody. Somebody actually fished. It's <laughs> uh. <laughs> true. They don't <laughs> no one they does. No. Nope. Crazy. Nope. Um. Just lastly, that we see the Bennets in their final moments. He actually does shoot an arrow at the creature. And then we don't see them again. What happened to them? I hope they took a series of disaster vacations and one day we will see all of them. We'll see the mountain mm-hmm. yeti attack. Yes. And we will see mm-hmm. the forest Bigfoot attack. That's the attack. series. Yes. That's right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Everywhere they go. And they're never the leads. They're just always these side no. characters that are... No. <laughs> and that's... But yet they're, they constitute the series. Yes. I love that yes. idea. Yes. Uh, all right, let's get into our research here real quick. Yes. Um, this is shot in the Batangas province of the Philippines in February to March 1979. Released in, it says June of 1979 is one place. The problem is with always knowing where um, New World Pictures were released is because they were released in lots of different places. They went to different areas of the country and were released them. So where it released in June of 1979, I don't know, but... June 1979, that's a month after The Brood, mm. which wow. was also in the same article that I read in Monsters of Filmland, had both a piece of it. They first talked about uh, Up From the Depths and then The Brood. So I was like, wow, uh, just wow. being like, look at these movies from New World Pictures. Didn't they show them as a double feature? I'm not sure. They might. They may I, have. I, I read yeah. that that was one of the, this was coupled with the brood in double features. Wow. Well, shit. I guess I don't have to do this fucking research anymore. Mark's got it all locked. (laughs) (laughs) Where have you been for the past hundred episodes? (laughs) It took an earthquake to free him, Ryan. A disaster. Um... So this is a, a a month after the brood and a month before the lady in red, and also Rock and Roll High School would open a little bit later on in 1979. Oh, wow. 1979, a good year for New World Pictures. Yeah. The budget seems a little steep, but was eight hundred thousand dollars. Wow! Now half of the money was from New World, and the other half was from Bancom Audiovision Corp, the entertainment division of Bancom Development Corp, a Filipino investment bank, mm. which held the distribution rights to most of the Southeast Asian countries except Japan. And that's mm. why when Griffith was talking about the fact that Corman wanted to fire him, they couldn't because the money people, half the money was in the Philippines. So oh. they would have to have agreed to have fired him. So he mm. did not have, I mean, I'm just trying to put pieces together here right. but i would think that right, right. that's why he was saying that the investors wouldn't fire him um the editing actually began in the philippines by gervasio santos who's credited as gv bass who edited a ton of films in the, in the philippines particularly those directed by sirio santiago who produced this movie uh and is a filipino director who worked with corman throughout new world and also into concord and everywhere else he uh, directed Striker, for instance, which we covered on this podcast, Cover Girl Models, 
These are ones that uh, he had uh, edited as well. Griffith has said that he sent Corman a, quote, uh, 106 minute rough cut on one plane. And then he arrived on the next one and jokes that or I'm guessing he's joking that by the time he arrived, the movie was now 75 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, so Corman got the cut and immediately started cutting everything out. R.J. Kaiser, who actually was one of the editors on Battle Beyond the Stars and a bunch of other New World films, he is listed in IMDb as doing the uncredited editing work, which sounds likely, but I don't know for sure if he did. Maybe one day we'll be able to talk to him and ask him. Um, for Griffith, Griffiths, it's a hard name for me to say. It, it's a hard name for, for everyone Griffiths, to say. Griffith, yeah, yeah. For Griffiths part. I need to always add a, a couple hard extra sounds in there. Griffiths. Griffiths, <laughs> Griffiths part. He says he actually never saw the film outside of a black and white work print. Um, mm. Because Corman also, they always had to edit on black and white. He didn't want to uh, print like color for everybody until Jesus. they were done making because they would save money that way. Um, tons of problems with the production, particularly with the monster, which, like the film, it was partly ripping off, didn't work. Mm-hmm. And uh, this Griffith told us. Uh, what was it supposed to do? <laughs> like, what it, What was it supposed it, to do other here, than just here, like, here, ooh, gum, here, gum, gum? In an interview with Dennis Fisher, Griffith, Griffith said, the fish never worked once. It was supposed to attack people, to chew them up, and thrash all sorts of things, but it didn't do anything. I had to write... Oh, it thrashed. (laughs) Don't worry about that, Griffiths. That sounds like that saved on a ton of actor injuries, though. I mean, that's a low-budget chewing. That's true. That's true. That's fair. He says, I had a right-to-left fish and a left-to-right fish, (laughs) and a fin and a head, which would come across the ocean on huge bamboo rafts towed by outrigger canoes. Oh. And it would take them two hours to cross the bay with this stuff. It never worked. Wow. Huh. wow. However, the monster wasn't the only problem. Griff- Griffith says, uh, the speedboats never worked because the propellers were beaten up by the coral reefs. The underwater shots... Sorry, coral reefs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for getting in the way yeah. of our movies. Oh, <laughs> uh, coral reefs. Fucking reefs. Fucking move it, reefs. Uh, don't worry, it'll all grow back. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> fucking ecosystem in our way of our movie. This is bullshit. Fuck you, ecosystem. The underwater shots didn't work, he says, because there were no lead weights to get people down. They were bobbing to the surface, and nobody would show up. You would get oh ballroom God. extras on the beach and the beach extras in the ballroom. I'm not sure where the <laughs> ballroom was, but anyway. Uh, then, Mark, you'll love this. He says there weren't any American cars available because all American cars belonged to rich people who wouldn't rent them. <laughs> it was yeah. great being yeah. there for six months, he says. There was no Turo back then. Um, and I'm grabbing uh, my book, Mind Warp, the fantastic true story of Roger Corman's New World Pictures. Because here it says a couple things about uh, New World's publicity for the film, hmm. which provided the following suggestions to exhibitors <sighs> that were going to play the film. Oh, they ooh, said, buckle up. Have the local dental clinic sponsor an up from the depths lookalike smile contest with the oh. winner getting oh. a custom made pair of shark skin shoes <gasps> and a free what? teeth filing. <laughs> What? 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 What is? What? Who is like? Hmm. <laughs> Let me contact our local dentistry. 
Hey, my teeth are fucked and I need (laughs) shoes. I mean, also, (laughs) what market are you going after? Right. Yes. The the hillbillies who want shark skin shoes market of one consumer. With long, extra long teeth. Yes. Aquatic comedy horror fans in the. (laughs) Jeez. Here's another suggestion. Scatter ripped and bloody bathing suits around the lakefront after kidnapping a few of the local children. Watch your grosses soar and perhaps get a book and maybe a movie deal out of it when you released when you are released from the federal penitentiary. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Oh, oh man. Why are you so glum? Oh what are you, pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, invite the local YMCA to stage a charity swim for your life contest at the shark tank of the local aquarium. Coat the little boys and girls with bacon grease and throw them into the tank. For every minute that the little buggers survive, get sponsors to donate money to the cause. I mean, what? we're we're clearly making jokes, but do what? you not actually want the the exhibitors to help market? The right. Movie? What exhibitor is going like, to read even two items yeah. into this? Yeah. Yeah, and be like, oh, yeah, I'm taking advantage of all this. Like, it's such, like, that's New World being like, ha, ha, ha. And also, didn't Roger Corman cut all the comedy out? Why are you Why sending are, all yeah. these jokes to exhibitors? Maybe, it's just... what, maybe it wasn't a joke in his eyes. He was like, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> Roger Corman <laughs> hated children. Yeah, he read, he read all yeah. that and was like, these are decent ideas. I think, <laughs> he's, uh, I think yeah. he's could drum up some how, interest. How can we do it cheaper, though? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. because you're outsourcing it. Yeah, you're you're, to yeah. you're sending it to them. It's yeah. up to them to pull all these things off. We're just providing yeah. you these terrible suggestions. Can we coat the kids in sizzling instead of bacon? <laughs> 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 they might be a sponsor for later uh, films. They might they could put up some back end for, uh, for a sequel. Well, that is it. That wow. is up wow. from the depths. Allie Davis, thank you for joining us. Thank you for thank having you so me. Much <laughs> yes, on this amazing this amazing trip. <laughs> Mahalo, Mahalo for joining us. <laughs> thank you for joining us on this mysterious Hawaiian island that this thing took place in. Okay. Um, tell everybody where they can find you online and. Uh, or Where give out your home address. Right. I mean, and, whatever and, you want to do. And your phone number. And um, if your, and the last four of your social. And your right. mother's name. This is the longest con in the world, and I had to watch that movie twice for it? <laughs> but you saved Ryan and I's marriage. That's true. And it's never been stronger. Still better than any of the boat guys' cons. <laughs> um, if Twitter has not imploded or been full filled with Nazis, you can find me at Allie underscore Davis on Twitter. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, awesome. And, awesome. At, on, and follow Allie there. That's where you also have a link yes. to buy her book. And <laughs> right. it, it is there. You can go buy the book and, uh, and follow her and all her exploits. And you can read all the stuff that she's writing and all the places you're performing. Um, thank you again for joining us on this episode it was so Uh, awesome having you great to be here thank you Uh, please rate and review this episode if you liked it Uh, let us know what you think about for the depths have you seen this what do you think of it let us know you can follow us also on twitter 
and also on Facebook and Instagram and uh, Hive. I think we're on anywhere now, worth Letterbox. <laughs> okay. I mean, come on, follow us there, um, and uh, we'll see you next time on the New World Pictures podcast. Bye, everybody. Bye.